brothers and sisters in Christ, and I welcome you to another edition of the St. Jude Parish Chatter. I'm here with Tyler, who has just returned from France. Hello, Tyler. <laughs> Hello, Father. Yeah, I'm I'm still a li- little slightly jet lagged, um, so it's 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 evening time in my brain, and uh, but it was great. Well, hopefully, this podcast will kind of jolt you alive because there's something exciting about addressing all of our parishioners in a in an, a forum like this. Um, and I, I, I even ran into myself this last week in a podcast. So <laughs> I was listening to our podcast on my cell phone in the rectory and didn't have enough time to finish it. And so I shut off the podcast and then I got into the car to drive to the parish. And as I listened to the radio driving in the car, I thought that voice sounds really familiar. <laughs> and I turned it up and it was my voice. My cell phone had started playing once again in the in the car connected to the radio. And I was listening to our own podcast as I was riding the car. <laughs> I thought this radio broadcaster, I, could, I agree with everything that he says. <laughs> this is an excellent radio broadcaster. And it was me. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, after we finished recording, I listened to it. And then I, I don't do it again. I can't. It's hard for me to listen to my own voice. And mm. so, um, so welcome back. And hopefully this you. will will jolt you. Tell us about France. Why did you go to France? What uh, was it like? Uh, so I went over there for the wedding of a really close friend of mine who was the best man at my wedding. Um, it was it was a whirlwind of a of a, of a trip over there. We left on a, um, was it Monday morning. We got in there. Really, we got in there late Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, morning or early 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 Wednesday morning because we had canceled and delayed flights and everything but it was it was great we it was a different trip than I've ever had overseas or somewhere instead of you know going and seeing all these different things which we did briefly for like a half a day or so in Paris it was a, it was a trip to in many ways to the, the countryside to this town where uh, my my friend and his now wife um, where she's from and they will end up living um, and just experiencing the culture experience experiencing the people um, it was a joy. Like, sure, there's things to see, but I enjoyed so much more just being there and 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 seeing the place for more than its touristy stuff. Mm. Um, and to, it was a small village that you went to for the uh, wedding, right? It was a smaller, yeah. It was it was it was about a town the size of Fort Collins. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like tiny, but it it was. It was much, much smaller, and just walking around, it felt that way. Don't you find it beautiful to go to sacraments internationally? Because we can go to any country, and we know what's happening at the Mass, we know how to go to confession, and we know how, what a wedding right. is like. You don't have to invent it every time you this happens. It's a beautiful gift we have from Absolutely. the Absolutely. Yeah, like, I mean, it was, they did it a little bit bilingual, because uh, my friend, he's, you know, he's, he's from here in the U.S., and her family's French, and... Um, most lots of, lots of it was in French, but there was a few things. There was one of the readings done in, in English, and um, two of the intercessions that I got to read were were in English. But it, it was it was a it was a joy. Like, yep, we knew what was going on. We actually had the experience of when we were in Paris in the evening. We went into oh, I can't remember the name of the church, but there was a, a beautiful church there in Paris. Uh, we came in the perfect time um, because the sisters that run there and the run adoration there were just beginning evening prayer. So we got to join even evening prayer uh, in French. Uh, and I was quite tired. I didn't fully follow along, but I knew what was happening. And I, mm. I knew, yeah, even in, in the liturgy of the hours, knew yeah. what was happening. One more example of the great gift of being Catholic. So often when uh, people come to the church for some sacraments, like a wedding, for example, they want to invent something new and they, they impose something on mm. the right. And often as a priest, I try to accommodate it unless it's something that's opposed to the faith or it can't, uh, it can't work with the church. If the answer has to be no, then the answer is no. Mm. But otherwise I try to say yes. But I found so often those couples will come back years later, watch their video, and say that was really corny and goofy. <laughs> the st- 
stuff that they imposed upon the Eucharist, upon the liturgical form, is um, the the part that they end up regretting the most. And what gets blessed over time is that which conforms with what the church has learned to do over time and how to Mm. how to uh, do the sacraments. And we were amazing as a church to be able to um, bring these beautiful gifts of the sacraments throughout the ages. It's the same sacraments that we receive, that our parents receive, and just continues through the ages. This last summer, while I was on vacation, I went to the church where my grandparents were married. Oh, wow. And my grandparents were married at Sacred Heart Parish in Moline, Illinois. And as I had gone back several times as a kid growing up, that church always seemed old to me, and the neighborhood around it always mm. seemed old. But as I was there this last time, it struck me, the cornerstone says 1928, and they were married in 1930. And I realized, oh, this church was just two years old when it was when they got married. And it's this big stone Gothic type of church. It had to be like this rocking and rolling. They were they were high end. Yeah, they were upper class. Yeah. And my impression was that it was a kind of a in a um, an old part of town, but at the time it was in the center of town. So um, the sacraments remain the same throughout time. The churches will get old and we'll build new ones and and we continue to serve the Lord in various ways, but the sacraments are timeless. And that's the beauty of a Catholic marriage. We're participating in something that we've inherited through the tradition. Absolutely. The one thing I will say that was different about the the French wedding was not the actual, you know, ceremony at the church, but the the party afterwards, which went way into the wee hours of the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, And and as a more of an earlier to bed person that was it was a little rough but it was it was fun still <laughs> dessert was about midnight 12 30 something like that <laughs> mm-hmm. so who's our sponsor today our sponsor today um is monday adoration at the parish um if Yay, you don't monday know adoration. we have adoration every monday from 4 to 7 p.m here at the church and it's just a, a great blessing that we are able to have that um you know some places are able to have it perpetual and, and we don't have that here but there's still an opportunity to come and say i'm going to dedicate just an hour, a half hour, even in my mm-hmm. week to come, and before the the Lord in adoration, um, it's such. A and it's not time. necessary to sign up for it in advance or to say that I'm, I have to be there right. at this time. It's just the church doors are open and our Lord is there, and it's an opportunity to be able to come into the church and to go to Eucharistic adoration. Sure. If you're on your way home from work, stop in even just for 10, 15 minutes. Give thanks for that day of work and and dedicate the rest of the work week and the week as a family. I think it's a great opportunity to be able to have that. I mentioned earlier when we were in Paris, there was a church that they've had perpetual adoration in that church there since the 1800s. And mm. the beauty of that, that perpetual thing for so many years is great. And, and just to have that opportunity and just come here and pray yeah. is such a joy. Imagine what the world has seen throughout all of those years, Absolutely. especially with World War One and World mm. War II going on around them. And Jesus was still present Absolutely. and with them. It, um, it reminds me that I know that our parishioners know that our uh, beloved music directress, Lou Mayfield, died this last week. And so we, mm. we send her to God with our prayers. But um, it's one of those things that, that we go through and we have to learn to trust that Jesus Christ is going to be here with us and that he'll be with, with Lou. And when unexpected things happen, we turn to God. And that's the nature of Eucharistic adoration, even in World War One and World War Two, Those people in France were adoring our blessed Lord and and faithful to him. And um, when un- unexpected things happen, like the, the death of somebody that was in very good health from what I know, she, um, uh, yeah, she was glad to be a music directress and just as happy as she could be mm. at St. Jude Parish. But the Lord chose to take her and we send her to God with our prayers and, and trust that, um, that his providence, his timing is perfect timing. 
So I want to share a different reading, Tyler, if that's okay. Instead Absolutely. of doing the gospel for Sunday, I love this second reading. It's the, from the letter to the Hebrews. And is it okay if we share that as we um, contemplate a little bit about Lou's death, but also our own need to trust in divine providence and to trust the cross? Absolutely, yeah. All right. So reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the leader and perfecter of faith. For the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider how he endured such opposition from sinners in order that you might not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I would invite everybody listening to this podcast to reflect on this line from that reading. For the sake of the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross. There is great joy that lays before us. Never forget heaven, brothers and sisters. And imagine how joyful we're going to get when we, when we are in heaven, that all imperfections in this life are made right in God. And when we get to heaven, um, there will, I suppose, be things even in this world that we never quite come to understand. Why did that have to be? Mm. But when we get to heaven, we will say, oh, yes, I see it now. Of course it had to be this way. In heaven, there will be full joys. And, and so I invite you to endure whatever crosses are there. And as we bid farewell to our sister Lou, we see that as a part of the cross. And God permitted that to happen. He will bring something good from, from that. We have to have great confidence. I mean, I can even see good coming from it already, just visiting with Dan, which is Lou's widower. Um, I can see a consolation in the midst of his sorrow. And I have to trust the Lord is there. Um, I encourage our listeners, too, to consider the Divine Mercy Chaplet. If you have a cross or difficulties that you're enduring in the midst of this time, turn to the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and its theme is, Jesus, I trust in you. And when we trust, then the cross is able to be endured because we have confidence in the joy that lies at the other side of it. Yeah. Uh, so I have a particular devotion to the Divine Mercy Chaplet. My, my wife and I both do. We were... Um, the, the day we were married was um, the memorial. It, it's, it was the anniversary of the, the death of St. John Paul II, who you know institutes that devotion here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the day before uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. Uh, so it was Easter Saturday that year. Um, and as we just, we've, we've had a, con- since then we've had a kind of a devotion to it. And so when my, when my daughter was born, um, she had some jaundice issues and, you know, first, firstborn and everything, we're stressed about everything. Like, are, are we, I remember stressing, just driving home from the hospital. Like, I don't know, no cars better come near me, <laughs> but like, so we're, we're dealing with this and we had to end up getting this light blanket to, to wrap around her at home to help her with the jaundice and everything. And, and just really trying to hope, hoping that her, her digestive system would work and, and, and expel things out of her system and we were stressed and I remember one night my wife and I were we were just we were, we were tired we were anxious and we we're like let's let's pray to my mercy chapel and entrust this whole situation like our daughter was born on divine mercy Sunday as well like to entrust all of this to his hands and, and say Jesus we trust in you we we literally have nothing else we can give at this point and I remember it literally in the middle of the the of praying the, the chaplet um we could tell that our prayers had worked, um, and and our daughter had had let things out, and and it just this was this this piece of relief of yes of what had happened, but ultimately like 
we gave it over. We we trusted mm. in his mercy and his his timing that maybe at the time didn't seem great to us. It would have been great if it had just been perfectly fine, but it worked. And I think it, it entrusted us to more like we need to just trust in him. And and can, going forward in our marriage and with our kids, it's like, okay, we have to keep coming back to that. Like, yeah, it's not the way we planned it. It's not the way we had hoped for it, but we're trusting in his mercy and his plan and, and his guidance in it. And Divine mercy is a devotion that so many pick up, especially as they approach death. So mm. I've met uh, people who have... Um, a cancer or my cousin had Parkinson's and his um, devotion to divine mercy was strong. In fact, we even prayed as a family every Sunday night together for him. And when he died on that same trip, when I visited Moline, I was able to give him the last rites at about 10 o'clock in the morning. And he was, um, he was diminishing, but he died within hours after receiving the last rites. And it was actually a joyful death and a, an opportunity to be able to say that the Lord is, is uh, doing something good there. So um, divine mercy is a way of being able to say the cross. Um, we heed the cross with our Lord Jesus Christ, but there is, because of the joy that awaits us in heaven, we endure whatever crosses are, are present there. So listen to the author to the letter of the Hebrews and um, hear that we should imitate our Lord Jesus Christ's cross. Why? Because there is great joy that awaits us. Sometimes even in this life we can find it. In fact, often I found Christians are happier than the rest of the population. But in heaven, our joy will just be immense when we get to be with God for eternity. Absolutely, it's it's so easy to have a, 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 a to want to push away any sort of suffering or, or crosses in our life, and and to be able to just embrace them with our Lord and and find the joy in that. It, it, I think it brings more peace. I know in my own life, life I've seen it brings so much more peace. Like yeah, I, I don't I don't want the pain, I don't want the suffering, but He has a greater plan. Maybe we should tell our listeners, Tyler, how they can find the Divine Mercy Chaplet. If they don't know this devotion, how do you pray this prayer? Um, I mean, first, I mean, you're listening to a podcast, so I assume you have some access to the internet. So my first recommendation is to to go on to whatever way you want to search and, and search Divine Mercy Chaplet. I, I'm sure you'll come up with something pretty pretty quick and easy um, to find. It. And it's a simple prayer. You need, all, all you really need, you got your fingers, you can use that. You got a rosary, you can use that. It's the same amount of beads as, as you'd use for a rosary. And here's the great part of it. It goes faster than a it rosary. Goes... It's about half as much time as a rosary. I remember praying the Divine Mercy Chapel with my dad and he asked, do you think we get as much grace out of that as we do out of the rosary? As if to say, this is so much more economical. I get more bang for the buck. I, I know for myself, I, I lean more towards it mostly because I don't get distracted. I have less time to get distracted and to let my mind wander. And so I'm able to focus more on, on what's happening. It's, it's a lot more, even more repetitive than the rosary. So it's such short prayers. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus, I, tr yeah, Jesus, I trust in you. Um, Good. So yeah, look it up on whatever search engine. And I know it's out there. There are also pamphlets I've seen in various churches. Absolutely. You, can, you can pick those up. If you really it want won't to be hard. come, come to the parish. I, I think I have stuff in my office. I'll, I'll give yeah. you a little thing for it. Um, Excellent. Wonderful. So this has been great. Uh, I'm, Glad we're five episodes into it. This has been a lot of fun. Um, again, continue to share uh, the podcast with your your friends, your family members, of parishioners here at St. Jude. Um, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. Father, would you give us your blessing as we go forward? Absolutely. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.